Act Four of the Cabinet Minister by Arthur Wing Pinero. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Fourth Act Dancing. The scene is still the inner hall of Drumduris Castle, now brilliantly lighted and florally decorated, the evening after the events of the previous act waltz music is heard then a slight scream and lebanon in full highland costume enters hastily i wouldn't have had it happen for half a sovereign the monkettrick a fiery old gentleman in highland dress enters sir i am most indignant i've explained i felt myself going and i called it what came nearest my daughter came nearest i know don't make such a fuss about it do you remember we're at a ball miss monkittrick is torn to ribbons all right make light of it make light of it like i do ah drum durris in highland dress enters with miss monkittrick who is much discomposed and a giddy who is soothing her earl of drum durris to monkittrick my dear sir papa Oh, Flora, Flora. Lord Drumdurris. Let it blow over. We're all forgetting we're at a ball. Miss Monkittrick has been rolled upon the floor. She was passing at the time. I didn't select her. Don't be so conceited. Lebanon continues to explain. Monkittrick is indignant. Drumdurris endeavors to soothe him. Brooke enters carrying a satin shoe which he presents to Miss McKintrick. Awfully sorry, what? Brooke hurries out. Where is Papa? Imogen enters carrying an aigrette. Oh, Miss McKintrick, what a shocking mishap. They fasten the aigrette in Miss McKintrick's hair. Have you seen my Papa? Lady Euphemia, carrying a sash, hurries in as Imogen goes off. Miss McKintrick rises. Lady Euphemia and Egidia adjust the sash hastily. Lady Euphemia Vibart adjusting the sash. My dear Flora, this is too unfortunate. Brooke re-enters with another shoe. The other, what? To Lady Euphemia. There are some more pieces. Come and help. Brooke and Lady Euphemia hurry out. I want my papa. See McKittrick. Huh. The monkettrick giving her his arm. Flora, we'll go home. Papa, I'm not nearly. Ah. Oh. Her argette is very much on one side. Her sash is trailing, and she limps away carrying one slipper. Pray don't think of going. Let it blow over. My dear sir. Oh, very well. You're losing the best of the ball. The McKittrick and Miss McKittrick go out, followed by Egidia and Drumduris. Imogen, Lady Euphemia, and Brooke enter hastily, each carrying a fragment of Miss McKittrick's dress. Mr. Joseph Lebanon taking the remnant. Allow me, allow me, my affair. Imogen, Lady Euphemia, and Brooke go out. Lebanon crams the pieces of Miss McKittrick's dress under a chair cushion. Let it blow over. Where's me partner? He goes out. MacVale enters with Mrs. Gayluster upon his arm. 
staying out is infinitely preferable to dancing is it not dear sir colin i i hate dancing but your dear mother says you resemble some beautiful wild thing when you dance the strathsby that's because i hate it the strathsby's enough to make a lad wild witty boy hey do you think i'm naturally quick 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 in my understanding i'm sure of it eh i'm glad you think i'm quick why because baloch even that's our place you understand baloch even is enough to soften a lad's brain then why hide your light at baloch even well the macphails have lived there since eleven hundred and two how romantic so mother's just got out of the way of moving charming attachment to an old home ay it's old it hasn't been papered and done up since robert bruce stayed with us robert bruce ay just from a saturday till monday i'm thinking there must be a legend attached to every stone of baluchivan ay it's interesting but it requires papering oh, i'm so tired of balochivan but you love the rugged country the vast overwhelming hills and the placid lochs mother's been telling you that isn't it true eh i'm just weary of my native scenery but what about the misty chasms of benmuchti that's an awfully damp place that's where i caught my bad cold and the grey shore of loch Nadoich. your mother says you adore it hey i am sick of loch Nadoich. and your feet don't ache to press the heather it's when they're on the heather my feet ache it's poor walking heather then you don't watch the sun rise from the jagged summit of benafichan macphails cunningly eh but i do though every day when i'm at home but why uh, to get away from mother poor boy macphail reflectively i've been thinking yes that you'd better let go of my arm now sir colin i've no personal objection you understand but mother's always looking for me how thoughtless i am he walks away sir colin i your mother is driving you to contract this marriage with miss twombley well mother's just making the arrangements your great heart hasn't gone out to her unhappiness must ensue your bright career will be dimmed will be what dimmed what did you think i said oh sir colin don't carry this unsuitable bride to balochivan well it's a serious step but i've been thinking it would be another in the house you don't want another in the house you need a strong self-reliant wife who will take you out of the house eh a woman loving but firm tender but enterprising 
who will bear you from your dilapidated home and plunge you into the vortex of some great city suddenly have you ever been to paris no i know every inch of it uh, madam oh what have i said sir colin you have guessed my secret macphail produces his ball program from his stocking and refers to it i'm engaged to miss kilbowie for this waltz if you'll excuse me mrs gayluster holding out her hand to him colin i'm thinking mother will be wondering mrs gayluster to herself dry your muff to macphail never mind dear lady macphail for a moment colin since you have discovered my love for you i will make no further reservation uh, but mother mrs gayluster under her breath Draw your to macphail colin i will be to you the wife you have described i am extremely obliged to ye uh, but hush bold boy she gives him a card you know my cruel brother takes me back to town to-morrow here is my address so that you may write to me constantly devotedly macphail reading the card marichettency court dressmakers mrs gayluster snatching the card from him that's a wrong un i mean that's a mistake uh, giving another there hide it away dear one nearest your heart he slips it into his stocking oh and now as i start in the morning at nine forty five sharp on the tick we must say farewell oh this parting is too cruel colin she falls against him here's my mother he throws her off mrs gayluster under her breath drat your mother lady macphail enters madam to macphail why do you leave the ballroom my lad i've just been watching the moonlight on loch ochentoshan i'm proud to see this devotion to loch ochentoshan but tonight you have other duties almost equally important after this paltry waltz we lose ourselves in the wild pleasures of our native dance the strathspey he takes mrs gayluster's card from his stocking oh hides it and produces his ball program from his other stocking the strathspey come lad they have yet to see the macphail lead the strathspey with his betrothed they go out together yes and they shall ultimately see the macphail writing love letters to fanny love letters with a promise of marriage in em i'll consult a solicitor directly i reach town and be ready to marry or to sue him oh fanny fanny ungrateful girl what a lot you have to be thankful for she runs out and angele peeps in me lord me lady she enters i must find me lady me lady lady twombley enters no news from reeves and shucklebeck the stockbrokers oh the waiting for it will finish me oh me lady twombley lady twombley turning to her sharply <gasps> tell me 
where is me lord what has a messenger come from strathlachan with a telegram for lord drumdurris speak i do not know oh but oh milady i have been a wicked girl i dare say you have that's your business milady the little lord Brosok is indisposed the baby yes to please me lord and contrary to milady's orders i put lord Brosok to bed with his gun i know i'm a mother the child has swallowed the paint ah uh, yes send a groom to strathlachan for dr mcgubby yes milady angele milady tell the man to inquire at strathlachan for telegrams for the castle yes milady angele runs out oh for a telegram from reeves and shucklebeck my diamonds my double row of pearls for a telegram from reeves and shucklebeck Megidia enters with Angel, followed by Drumduris. Lady Twombley. Has Keith had a telegram? A telegram? No. My son is ill. Oh, I know. He has nibbled his gun. His gun? Yes, milady. Ah, the army. To Drumduris. So you have gained your own ends after all, Keith, and my boy has fallen. Megidia goes out, followed by Angel. Drumdur sinks into a chair. Keith! Don't speak to me, please, aunt. I must. Reeves and Shucklebeck are strangely silent. Let them remain so. I care not. You don't care. Surely you are anxious to know whether you have been instrumental in saving me from... from growing my own vegetables. Growing your own surely you want to know whether you have made me a wealthy woman or have ruined yourself in the effort ruined myself <laughs> keith dear i am afraid i haven't done what is strictly regular but when you put me into communication with your stockbrokers i carried on my delicate little financial operations with them in your name aunt kate keith you're annoyed may i ask what delicate little financial operations i've speculated on the strength of my private knowledge of the decision of the government on the rajputana canal question i mean you have speculated aunt wombley how dare you do such a thing how dare i boy for you are little more boy you wouldn't have a cabinet minister's wife take advantage of her confidential acquaintance with her husband's official affairs to advance her own interests oh keith but you've done it no i haven't don't be so dull you've done it and if your delicate little financial operations if they come off you have made what you men call a pile keith all through your blundering auntie you will have made a pile which i hand over to you aunt kate i shall borrow it keith dear may i and if pardon the question if your delicate little financial operations don't come off certainly 
if they don't come off what then then through your reckless speculation you will have impoverished your estate for the rest of your life aunt Egidia enters keith tell me fergus has taken a turn for the better Egidia, how can i look you in the face cannot we read a lesson from this dreadful occurrence to reconcile our views finally you see now how unfitted our son is to a soldier's life yes i have been wrong happily it is not too late to remould his character we must return to the ballroom first come with me and peep into the nursery by all means the nursery the nursery the nursery they go out as the dowager enters catherine dora i am beside myself have you heard the news news telegrams for keith i know nothing about telegrams i've just overheard julian talking solemnly to brooke do you know what your husband intends to do <sighs> grow his own vegetables bother his vegetables he resigns his place in the ministry <sighs> the same thing to herself oh why can't he wait sir julian enters with brooke catherine i have been telling brooke of the change in his prospects i say mater such a blow what pa why can't you wait wait for what catherine wait till the boy can patch up his future with a wealthy wife of course really dora i don't think it would be absolutely fair fair people's actions are like the heads of hair they can be dyed flaxen to brooke boy why do you let the grass grow under your pumps in this way i haven't let the grass grow aunt dora i ah i have the happiness to be engaged what engaged bless my soul in mercy's name to whom to effie euphemia 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 why how dare you conspired to entrap a child of mine into a moneyless marriage my dear dora you yourself suggested if i may be guilty of such an expression lull. but aunt hold your tongue sir ah oh, i believe you all have abominable motives lady twombley to herself the telegram the telegram why is there no telegram the music of the Strathsby is heard. Imogen enters with Lady Euphemia. Euphemia! Lady Euphemia joins the others. Imogen goes to Lady Twombley in agitation. Mamma, the Strathsby! Huh? What of it? I'm engaged to dance it with Sir Colin. Oh, Mamma, I don't love him. Child, you loved him the other night while your head was being washed i didn't see clearly then the egg julep was in my eyes but now lady macphail is running after me from one room to another because she declares i must fulfil the destiny of a macphail's betrothed and lead the strathsby by her side but i won't dance a deception before a room full of people imogen there is nothing for you but this marriage or contemptible cleanly poverty 
poverty child you are young to be told these things but what do you think is likely to happen to pa and me mamma keep nothing from me in all probability we shall grow our own vegetables oh what for for dinner ah oh, oh imogen have pity on your mother i can face contemptible cleanly poverty with pa alone but if i see my innocent chicks sharing our miseries every cabbage in our garden will grow up with a broken heart she embraces imogen lady macphail enters with macphail miss twombley lord drumdurus's guests are politely waiting till you are pleased to lead the strathby with the macphail miss twombley imogen quietly to lady twombley mamma lady twombley to herself no telegram from town to imogen imogen you had better not lose your dance with a slight courtesy to macphail imogen gives him her arm as valentine enters trimmed shaven and in immaculate evening dress why val mr what imogen imogen leaving macphail valentine valentine white imogen am i too late too late for the honor of dancing with you tonight you you are in time valentine for which dance this dance mother the child is mad stop the strathsby stop the strathsby she hurries out followed by macphail mr white really you shouldn't you know the music ceases sir julian lady twombley with your permission i shall go no further to avoid the shams of life i have found one cool resting-place in this world where there is reality and sincerity with imogen's hands in his and i have found it in an advanced state of civilization the dowager pulled imogen away i positively must beg dowager to imogen child at this moment i feel grateful that i am your aunt with all an aunt's privileges she shakes her mamma lady twombley seizing imogen my chick your mother has privileges also bless you and valentine kissing her there dora if you shake my girl again i i'll slap you ah julian drumdurus appears with a telegram aunt what's that from reeves and shuckleback she snatches the telegram from him what's the matter what's the matter what's the matter julian look at your wife brooke imogen come to your mother <laughs> no more worries by day and bad dreams at night no poverty no cottage no no vegetables i i am a rich woman <sighs> she falls back fainting into sir julian's arms as they all surround her at the same moment lebanon rushes in with mrs Gay Luster. He has a telegram in his hand. His aspect is wild, his face white. Lady Twombley, where is she? Lady Twombley! As Lady Twombley is assisted to a chair, 
lebanon falls into another mamma joseph ah oh. ah be quiet lady twombley is ill ill look at joseph my only brother keith explain this telegram or my brain will give way no no tell me my brain is stronger than sir julian's earl of drumdurst to sir julian and the dowager apart mother sir julian i want a word or two with my friend lady t mrs gayluster arranges his chair so that he faces lady twombley she and lebanon stare at each other oh <sighs> lady t hello i've had a wire so have i from moss and emmanuel my brokers mine is from reeves and shucklebeck oh i see your brokers you've done me lady t <laughs> don't mention it you're a knowing one i'm sure i'm very gratified to hear you say so the bills give me the bills you swindled me out of he advances violently but mrs gayluster holds him back lady twombley hands the bills to sir julian joe mr lebanon the bills sir giving them lebanon snaps his fingers demonstratively in sir julian's face drum thank you for your recherche hospitality carriage to the station in the morning if you please kissing his hands ladies breaking down oh fanny take me to bed he goes out mrs gayluster is about to follow when lady macphail enters with macphail madam my boy my poor lad has told me of your behaviour my behaviour he loves me colin i thought i'd better mention the affair to mother of course conceal nothing from your parent and mother agrees with me yes that it would be just a risky matter to correspond with a widow lady ah macphail producing mrs gayluster's card from his stocking so i'm thinking i shan't require this address ah she slaps his face violently and runs out oh oh a <gasps> oh. uh, uh, mother lady macphail embraces him the music of the strathspey is heard again Egidia enters the strathspey come into the ballroom what has happened oh, i can't enter the ballroom again tonight but you must dance a strathspey must i dance then they take their places for the dance pa valentine imogen brooke effie keith Egidia, Lady Macphail, Sir Colin, dance. Dance with foolish, thoughtless, weak-headed Kitty Twombley for the last time. For tomorrow she becomes a sober, wise, happy, and contented woman. Dance. They dance the Strathsby and reel. Sir Julian with Lady Twombley, Drumdurst with Egidia, Brooke with Lady Euphemia valentine with imogen lady macphail with macphail the dowager sits apart gloomily sir julian twombley to lady twombley while dancing you've been indiscreet again kitty 
<laughs> finally julian finally no more extravagance never never and you resign yourself to a peaceful rural life oh promise me promise me <laughs> dance pa dance end of act four end of the cabinet minister by arthur wing pinnell